Welcome back to Reconsinimation. I'm John Diner. And I'm David Munchak. And uh, this is the show that takes a look back at our favorite films of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And guess what, David? What? It is our one-year anniversary. One year? One year. We've been on the air for one whole year. Oh, my God. We're releasing this one year later from our original episode. Yeah. June 25th, 2000. What year is it? 2001 right now. (laughs) I don't know what year it is, but it's only been a year. Uh, wow, we did a lot. Yeah, year one. Like like Batman year one, this is recon year one. Yeah, this whole thing has been recon year one. <laughs> There's been a whole arc going on that you, <laughs> I hope you've been paying attention because things are going to wrap up big. <laughs> and if you haven't, uh, we like to do some deep dives on uh, our favorite films that we loved as kids. Do, the, do we still love them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to look. Some, Did we? Did we? Yeah. Some we do. Some we don't. Uh, some don't age as well as we thought they would. It's true. We've, uh, our opinions have changed uh, from a childhood perspective to an adult in a modern 2010s. Is it the 2010s? 20, 2010s. The 2010s. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait Barely. till we can. It's I, not, not for much longer. I know. It's almost over. Um, but we did... 35 total episodes since we, d- we debuted. 30 of them were original films, like just solely on one film. And we had five special episodes uh, where we talked about uh, groupings of films mm-hmm. and favorite actresses mm-hmm. and a Christmas special. And um, and then modern a couple modern movies that yeah. related to other, other episodes. So, yeah. So 30 original films plus five specials in 52 weeks. I'm exhausted. We, you know, we try to give you a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. And uh, we try, you know, with these endless sequels that are coming out, yeah. we try to, you know, look at the modern version versus the original when we can. We're busy, guys. Yeah. We run a whole Recon Cinema Studios. There's a lot to do every day. It's an day. empire. Yeah. We, we, we record these at about two in the morning when mm-hmm. the day winds down. Mm-hmm. And it leads right into the wind-up of the next day. So. Exactly. <laughs> but we did a lot of movies. I'm not going to list them all. But, of course, like we opened with Jaws, uh, National Influence uh, Vacation, Escape from New York, Independence Day, Friday the 13th. We bopped over to Predator, Days and Confused, Return of the Living Dead, um, Starship Troopers, Unbreakable, Batman Returns, Rocky, Die Hard, League of Their Own, Footloose, Slapshot, Tommy Boy, Tango and Cash, at close range, five easy pieces. Alien and our last episode, Bad News Bears. Uh, that that actually was our final episode of the full season, yeah. I guess, because this is this uh, anniversary episode is, I guess, would start year two. Yeah, season season two. Welcome to season well, two. This is season two, everybody. Wow. Funny enough, we tried to uh, for our audience and for our own sake uh, shorten the length of our episodes as time went by. Um, I happened to make sure our Bad News Bears episode ran eleven more minutes than Alien. Alien, the movie with with nine movies and a franchise, uh, changed uh, sci-fi forever. A lot of depth, you know, but let's spend more time talking and about it. And then I managed to find a lot of ways to monologue about my love for Bad News Bears, which was a newfound love, I admit. And I, maybe that's what it was, uh, you know, that honeymoon period when you realize how great things are. But uh, so, yeah, last episode, I enjoyed it. It was a tough one to get through, long time. Uh, but hey, listen, we're going to keep this one short. We're, let's rock it through what's this. Our, what's our longest episode? We're we hit two hours pre- back in... Predator, I think, was... Uh, <laughs> Did we just go? Tr- truth be told, I'm going to peek behind the curtain here. Go on. We uh, we actually recorded the Predator show, I think, I want to say three times before we... Was it three? 
I think it was three. No. Vacation we did three times. But that was one of our that was our very first one we actually recorded. The first one we ever recorded was Vacation. Yeah, Yeah, and we we the third one was our the one we released. Yeah. Predator at least the set twice. Yeah. Might have been twice. I don't think we got to three. But because we were at like north of two and a half hours on that. It was garbage or something? No, it was just it was long. And it was hard to edit, so we just started over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we kind of as much as we like to Make it seem like we're just freewheeling and dealing here. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, uh, we plan it out. We try to find a way to make it fun. Yeah, we have for, a, we have a format. Like a format. All, all, I wouldn't say all, but most podcasts have yeah. a format, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. do we. Yeah, so. some fun. So yeah. So you know, thanks for being with us. If you've been with us from the beginning, or just recently, or if you're just discovering us, you know the the, the movies I just listed, rapid fire. That, that's the kind of stuff we like to do: seventies, mm-hmm. eighties, and nineties. Yeah, things you know, things you um, may have heard about. Yeah, um, a lot of these movies were brand new to me, so that's why I'm on board in this adventure that we call the Reconsinimation Adventure Train. That's that's, that's what my, we call. That, well, that's what I call it. You have that T-shirt. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. You know, so thank you, John, for a great year. And I'm thank you to you, that we sir. Did that. that was great. So uh, I put that list of all our movies in front of you. So now I, you don't have to think think about this for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. But when we get to the end, I'm going to ask you a very important question. Mm-hmm. That question is, you get to pick one of our movies that we reviewed, mm-hmm. and the rest are destroyed and gone forever. Oh, God. This is tearing my heart and out. And not the show we did, but the movie we reviewed. So keep just keep that in mind. You're going to have to pick one. Mm-hmm. Kill the rest. Uh, well, but we'll get to it. It's like the end of Toy Story 3. Like they're all, all the rest are going yeah. down the incinerator. Oh, my God. Oh, spoiler. I alert. was ready for that. <laughs> that was heart-wrenching. Yeah. I thought they were going to do it. Everybody did. That's, like, that's... oh, my God, they're going to do this. This would have been the greatest moment in, in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the other reason we're here is it's it's... 2019 2019 yeah 2019 yeah um we're heading into the summer you and i we like movies and what a better time for movies than the summer uh so let's let's go back let's go back 30 years click 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 dialing dialing the machine the energy's flowing but this seemed like the perfect time to talk that season that season of movies that if you really look at it was quite transformative and uh one of the most revered uh, summer seasons for films uh, uh, in the modern era. Yeah. 30 years ago, uh, now, 30 years ago. 30 years now and forever. It, yeah. <laughs> As of this recording. <laughs> uh, 1989, summer of 89 Woo! will go down in history as arguably the greatest summer for movies. Yeah, that's that's a contention among a lot of. Uh, yeah, circles. there's um, quite a quite a number of sites and and folks look fondly back at that year, as do we. Uh, yeah. There's there's you know thinking about other summers. You know, you look at '89. You look at uh, you know off the top of my head '96, '97, mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. summer movies yeah. uh, coming out. Uh, I want to say '94 also. Sure. Uh, ninety one. Okay. Got Terminator You've listed two. Listed like five different years. No, I know, but there's there's a lot, but but this one yeah. is like one after another. It's all yeah. classics. Yes. If you didn't know it, and you look back, you're like, that was released that same year. That was released that year. Plus, and we're not we're only talking about the summer, so let's not even talk about yeah. the, the major leagues of it all, <laughs> which also was released in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. eighty nine was. 
I look back at 89 as a great year personally for me all around. Oh, okay, yeah. It was uh, wow. a great time in my life. Good. You yeah. built, built a lot of model ships. Built, built a, a lot of, uh, I would say, a lot of um, G.I. Joe ships. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. Built a lot of okay. uh, aircraft carriers. You which had the was, aircraft carrier. Had the aircraft carrier. Yeah, that's very, huge. Very rare find. I think we brought that up on a previous episode. My cousins had that. Uh, it was very impressive mm-hmm. uh, to see that on their basement. Oh, yeah. Floor. That's a sight to behold. Yeah, gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> neighborhood kids, neighborhood animals would even just flock just to like, the house. Just just, just, in, just in awe. <laughs> like Ace Ventura. Yeah. You know, they would come out of the woodwork. Just, <laughs> just to look at the, yeah. the aircraft carrier. Um, no, but I uh, I loved that year. I was... Um, sure. For me, summer of 89 bridged the fourth and fifth grade. And fifth... Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. No way. Was between fourth and fifth grade. No. Yes. That can't be right. That's right. Fourth and fifth? <laughs> yeah. Third and fourth. But for you, because you're a year younger than me. But Fourth and fifth. Yeah. Fourth and fifth for me. You were a, you were a year ahead in school. Yes, you're only six months older than me. Correct. Yeah, you shouldn't you, be. You in nailed the grade. all those things. You're not in. You're in the wrong grade. Well, I buddied up with a good a, <laughs> yeah. a little little gang. Me and these three other kids. A bunch of little shits. Yeah. <laughs> Eamon, Justin, and Jeremy. Great group. Yeah. Uh, little little. Uh, Sound like a little bunch maniacs. Of the three the, the three of them and you. Yeah. I can't even imagine the trouble you got into. <laughs> oh my god. Great group of kids, uh, Miss Tettleman's class in fifth grade. Okay. That was a fun, fun year. Who were they? Bruce, Sly, and, and Kurt? And Arnie. And yeah. Arnie. <laughs> All basically, everyone invested in Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Um, oh, Bruce Willis, by the way, one of our, one of our recurring uh, leads in the movies we covered in, our, in the last uh, 30 episodes, right? Because uh, he came back, we had him in Unbreakable and Die yes, Hard. Die Hard and Unbreakable, almost back-to-back shows. Yeah, just about. Uh, we had Kurt Russell, of course, with Escape from New York of and course. Tango and Cash. Yeah, and then uh, Sly as well with Tango and Cash and Rocky. So I think those yeah, were our I mean, bigger, our bigger stars. We covered some of their movies. And don't the, forget Randy Quaid. Sure, we Randy had Quaid in very early in. days in Vacation, Independence Day. We had yeah. Harry Dean Stanton, Harry Dean Stanton. in uh, uh, Alien and. Escape from New York, New York. kind yeah. of bridging the beginning and end of uh, season one, we That's call it. it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we there are people that I don't even think we intended that make sure we get two Bruce Willis movies in. Mm-hmm. It was just the these were people that were a part of the consciousness of the films we were watching. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but uh, yeah, you and your you and your you and your gang having a good time. Yeah. Summer '89. Yeah. What'd you get into? Uh, yeah, I remember Major League being a movie we got into yeah. big time. That came out that came out in the spring. So yeah, you know, right but, time for spring training. It did, but we got into it on VHS, which was oh, in the fall. In the fall. So. so yeah, watching that over and over. Major League, great movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. We're Charlie a little Sheen. group of troublemakers, though. We're starting a lot of fights and uh, wow, like cool. little rebels. Like we would have, like I felt like we we should have had leather jackets and you know we had spiked hair, but oh, it should have. Yeah, oh, no. it, it was it was that. Did you have matching spiked hair? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think we all had flat tops. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is prior to me doing the Z in the side of my my hand. I've seen pictures of that. I've seen I've seen moving moving footage of that. (laughs) The Z in the side of your head. Can't believe your kids don't want to like duplicate that. It's crazy. Shocking. (laughs) It's good luck. But uh, 
but you know, it was a big year, right? I mean, uh, I mean, do you remember all the things that were happening? Yeah, the, I remember the Berlin Wall coming down. Berlin it was huge. That was. Would, would you say that was the number one news story of '89? Probably. That's yeah. That's probably it's one. It's got to be one. top two. Yeah. yeah. But like America was changing, right? You know, mm-hmm. like a uh, bunch of our favorite TV shows were coming off the air uh, in that in that May season, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you remember Dynasty. Uh, Dynasty was oh Dynasty right yeah I, I read it more Dynasty. than I say it yeah I read it it's like, it's like me and influence uh, wait or influence yeah yeah, oh, the, yeah exactly. or awry but I actually usually say uh, Ari so <laughs> anyway so Dynasty goes off the air yeah in May I, I was a, I season. was a big Dallas guy as you've heard me pitch to you many times that's true so da- Dynasty going off the air I I had no problem with that. Yeah, you know, like it was a competitor. Good riddance. Well, Dallas was a top thirty show mm-hmm. in the Nielsen's back then. Uh, but, Dallas was in the shits by this point too. Yeah, it so, was. It, was, let's be it right. only had a fifteen share back then, <laughs> versus uh, the Cosby Show number one had a twenty five share mm. average. So, oh boy. Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, Moonlighting went off the air for its final season, which of course was a tumultuous show. Yeah, I think Bruce was happy about that. Yeah, uh, Family Ties said goodbye. Mm-hmm. Sad finale. I mean, uh, uh, not a sad finale, but just sad, sad that, that the show of, was ending. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the end of an era. Uh, that Reagan era kind of show, where it was basically, you know, it yeah. was hippie dads and a right wing kid, or mm-hmm. you know, a conservative kid, and yeah. the comedy you can mine from that. And boy, that seems impossible to do today. <laughs> I I remember that being the first show that I that I remember yeah. where the cast like came back out after the show was over and like they, they aired that like them Did they like air that? Cause I'd bowing that on to YouTube. the crowd and yeah. you know that was the first time I saw that and was like huh. That's right. They broke real character there. Yeah, it sort of unlocks the mystery of how they make a TV show. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't remember. I guess I don't remember. I've seen it on YouTube, though. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if that was they actually aired that. But Courtney Cox was, I guess, big in that last season. I mm-hmm. forgot. Yeah. Because she was dating. Uh, she was dating Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Cox and Fox. Cox and Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Cox and Fox. <laughs> That that's a that's a movie <laughs> or a suggestive we, film. They're, they're a suggestive still, TV show. <laughs> they're still going, so we we can Co- get Cox that together. Yeah, get that. And of course, Seinfeld Seinfeld uh, premiered that Seinfeld Chronicles back in July. Mm-hmm. So uh, TV was changing, the landscape was changing. Yeah. Simpsons began. Simpsons for Simpsons right. came out in that December. Well, that came out in December. Yeah, but '89 yeah. was uh, transformative. Cosby was still going strong. Roseanne premiered that year mm-hmm. and was in the number two show, with along with the Energizer Bunny. I'll never forget seeing the Energizer Bunny commercial premiered with Roseanne changed the landscape of commercials for a very long wow, time. Wow, that's uh, did not know that fact. Yeah, Cheers was the fourth uh, fourth rated of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, different World number three. So Cosby, Roseanne, Different World, Cheers, then 60 Minutes, Golden Girls, Who's the Boss, Murder She Wrote. Empty Nest and Anything But Love. Those are the top ten shows. Great theme song. How's that one go? Give me a. I will. I'll perform it later. <laughs> okay. Who's in that? Who's in Anything But Love? What is that? Is that like I want to say that's the soap? one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. Okay. I could be wrong about that. There was a. There was like a sitcom that she was on. And it was very weird that gotcha. she was starring in it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, when I was that age, I mean, I only watched like kind of like the shows from like eight to nine, mm-hmm. you know, sitcommy. Had to go to bed. Very easy ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but Cheers was always my number one. It was already in syndication for yeah. years and years, and ah, my favorite characters. When, uh, did Hey Dude premiere that year? Or was that ninety? <laughs> that might have been ninety. That might have been ninety. I yeah. think that I think. Uh, 
the clock tucked out. I'd yeah. have to look that up. Salute your shorts. That would have been later too. Yeah. yeah. So like pop culture moments like that. And of course, you know, that uh, in May we lost Gilda Radner to cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a comedic like legend. Well, she became legendary, but she was always well revered and, and one of the top people from SNL and everything she'd done. Um, but we lost Gilda. Um, and wow, it was a weird summer too. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar retired. He was done. Yeah, that was big sports news. Yeah, uh, Hanging Tough from NKOTB <laughs> premiered. Their third single, actually, I think, of the year. And you can still check them out today. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Game Boy came out in July. The Sega Genesis came out in August. Wait, Gen- Genesis came out in '89. Uh, yeah, it was released in August in North America. So, and uh, but it, I probably it took a while to get yeah. some. I mean, I got a Genesis, I think, in 1993. Uh, yeah, I got a '92. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah, I think it was anticipated. Of like yeah. new Sonic games are mm-hmm. going to come out, so gotta get those. Yeah, I, love, gotta I, get I, Sonic. Had the, I had the Sega CD, which came with Sewer Shark. <laughs> yeah, oh, classic yeah. game that was included. Yes, yeah, so. free. So these were the type of things going on because when you're a kid, all you do is kind of consume media. If you're not reading books or whatever, I don't have any book stats, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was reading kids' books. I read Hatchet that summer. Hatchet. Remember that? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, but there was, we were we were on the cusp of something great. Films were about to come out, mm-hmm. change uh, the things you would see over and over again in the theater and at home. Wow, what a year! I was nine at the time. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I hung out with my neighborhood friends and uh, my good friends, and I didn't have a gang like you. Yeah, it was usually like my friend and like his older brother and his younger brother. Um, those were my, those were my main homies. So the other neighborhood kids, some of them were jerks. Uh, but you know, you, you tolerate each other. Yeah. Well, you're, you're kind of forced to be friends with the kids that, that are in your neighborhood. Yeah. They live down the street there. It's just, okay. It's just easier to deal with. Like, and did you, did you find you had a relationship with those? Like you had a relationship together when it was just you guys hanging out and then in school it was kind of a different relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. School. Uh, The funny thing is most of the neighborhood kids I lived with. By 89, I was going to a different school mm. because my school had uh, been closed in 87 due to asbestos being uh, discovered. <laughs> and then I was and, and my my folks thought like there, I guess they had a problem with public school. And uh, <laughs> and I went to private school for for a while. And um, because of this change and uh, most of the neighborhood kids went to uh, public school. So think we drifted even further apart. Yeah, quite yeah. quickly. So they were just like the the kids in the neighborhood at a certain point, mm-hmm. not even friends. Uh, good folks. I wish them well. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, were you? What are we thinking? What are we thinking? So what is what, what kind? Is, like let's let's start looking at some of these movies. That's why this, we're here. What's the summer of eighty nine? What does that mean? What are these movies? We've got a lot of one after another. Huge movie after huge movie. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't necessarily mean box office huge. Right. Um, it could mean cultural, you know, culturally long term. Yeah. Um, you know, certain movies hit their their peak fandom later on. Mm-hmm. Like let's say a UHF. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cult classic. Yeah. Not a big box office, but <laughs> Weird Al certainly was popular, and that actually continued through the '90s. And by the time I got to college. People loved UHF. Oh, really? And I remember seeing in the... Well, we'll get to what we've seen in the theaters in a minute. But, sure. But yeah. you've got your over-the-top movies, 
a lot of them. That was a big '80s thing, and and this kind of last, this last uh, year of the '80s really was a peak for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of all jammed into one summer. Yeah, so many big things going on, uh, and these were like you know MTV was so big. Now, I mean, it was obviously growing every year for almost a decade. Uh, but a lot of the things that I was, remember being exposed to, I'd see all these movies being advertised and like tie-ins and the celebrities would be on MTV mm-hmm. to promote these things yeah. or all that. Like it's because uh, uh, it was like an intersection of comedy and action, like uh, comedy and music. Yeah. And then because that's what the kids are paying attention to. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Um, you know, not just MTV, but this was. From what I remember, really the beginning of marketing getting really heavily involved with with movie tie-ins. Yeah. You know, Batman was everywhere. Batman Indiana was Jones everywhere. Uh, was was all over the place. Yeah, um, it was Back to the Future too. There was so much like mm-hmm. Pepsi and and was it Domino's? I think it was Domino's had uh, you know a big tie-in. Yeah, there was um, you know that was the first time that really became cemented into the culture and now it's everywhere like now you see oh well i mean that yeah anytime a big movie's happening then you're seeing what you're seeing it on but you have commercial on, mcdonald's on your potato chip and, bags yeah you're, everywhere. they're on your batteries yeah they're like uh like when everything. you know was it last jedi or i mean the last few star wars movies when they came yeah. out it was everywhere everything. everywhere you everything looked you, was star wars yeah it was nuts uh and yeah, but this was a big push. I remember, I remember Batman really being yeah everywhere. Batman like cups and and shirts. Batman and was a game changer. Yeah, yeah, in uh, a lot of ways. But oh my yes, uh, but Back to the Future Two, of course, came out in November. Mm. So we can't really talk about that. one. No, we can't. I was, but it's a nice just, mefer- yeah. It's a nice reference point. Yeah, yeah. UHF you mentioned came out in July. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. Yeah. Uh, and also back then, you know, the Memorial Day weekend wasn't as huge of a, of a uh, you know, of, of a movie release weekend as it is now. Right. We talked about that in our Independence Day episode about how the 4th of July grew into such a big yeah. premiere weekend. And, and Memorial Day was kind of the same, that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't every single year. There were certain years mm-hmm. where a big release would come out, but it wasn't like built around and included in the summer. Yeah, yeah. This was kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. This was a big time for that because what, what was our – what was our – that was Indiana Jones was our – Yeah, Indiana Jones Memorial and the Last Crusade. That was our big Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So capitalizing on a big event movie, an extra day off, you know, those cool summer nights are just uh, – are, are coming, are yeah, coming right, through. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. So uh, what better way to spend your time? Then going to the movies. Yeah. So when we're talking about, you know, this summer, we're, we're going to include Memorial Day weekend. We're going to start it with Memorial Day weekend and mm-hmm. kind of wrap up with the end of August. So, but like that's, a, but that's the thing. Do we, I mean, Memorial Day weekend happened with Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. But what about Roadhouse? Just just a week before, just trying to get in there. Just, is that a summer movie? Oh, I don't know. Or is it Probably, just because I mean, it's not, I, I feel like you can get away with Memorial Day counting, but before yeah. that, uh, Get kind of a stretch, but it's a weird thing. I mean, this year in 2019, now we've got big temples coming out. Avengers Endgame came out in April, yeah, end of April. Like yeah. they were like we, because they know that there's too much noise. You know, they they couldn't wait till May. They had, yeah. or particularly Memorial Day. But it's like great, we're just going to own these first few weeks uh, by ourselves, yeah, and no one's going to bother us. And then you all can release your other movies <laughs> later, yeah. So well, Marvel has proved, you know, they they kind of. 
feels like they run the box office, yeah. you know, with a very smart strategy, but they don't have to release movies in the summer or at Christmas. They can no. stagger them whenever they want. Yeah. And people works. are going to come. It works for them. Um, hmm. So we'll, we'll uh, you know, well, let's get into it. May 24th. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, that, that's what kicked things off. Now that, uh, did you see that in the theater? We should talk, well, you know what? Like, we can kind of bounce around here. Like, yeah. there's only so many movies, right? Right. What, uh, so I'm assuming you saw that in the theater. Yeah, I'm going to, here, I'll, I'll go down the list and tell you what I saw in the theater. Okay. Which, I'll... looking back at it, I felt like I saw more movies in the theater than I actually did. And maybe... Maybe because, well, the thing is, you, you see them later, right? Exactly. Like, you yeah. see them later. They run all year. Or well, all you know, at the age we were, it's not we didn't have cars. We couldn't just go. Yeah. We were, still relied on your parents. And, yeah. you know. Um, so I saw Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade for Same. sure. I think Same. that was a three. That was a. This was around the time that if I loved a movie enough, I would see it. I had to see it three times in the theater. Like you pick that like number. Like, yeah. I got to see it three like, times. And, or I would see it with different friends. Yeah. 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 Like go with grandma, my grandma collection. Sure. Then with one friend, and then got a you know different yeah. friend. All right, yeah, no, I saw that in theater as well. Yeah, I remember, I remember the General Cinema Theater. Uh, License to Kill. License the, to Kill. Kind of the yeah. end of the uh, the one James Bond era before the reset button was hit. Did you not see any movies between those two? No, I don't think so. There's a million of them. You didn't see Ghostbusters two in the theater? Uh, you're correct. So Ghostbusters two, yes, I saw that in the theater. Yeah, I, I did too. Um. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I did see that in the theater. Yeah. I saw it a second time a year later. Wow! On a cruise in Spanish. <laughs> what the hell? So, you were on a Spanish cruise? Well, <laughs> no, it wasn't a Spanish cruise. Old? It was a cruise what where the you... movies were played in Spanish. What for life reason. did you live? I don't, I don't know. know. So that was a your weird next. One. So yeah, after all that. Yeah, Batman for sure. Sure, Batman. Yeah, yeah, that might have been. Uh, definitely saw that at least twice in the mm-hmm. theater. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Lethal Weapon 2 I saw in the theater. I did not, no. Uh, License to Kill saw in the theater. I did. I saw that. That was my first James Bond movie. In the theater or ever? Ever. Oh, what a... No wonder why you don't like James Bond. <laughs> I, that I says it all nothing right Nothing would have changed my mind. <laughs> uh, that's I saw the, all the Pierce Brosnan's and the uh, Daniel Craig's. One of the Those worst... Those are fine. Yeah. Those are fine. Yeah. The Daniel Craig. I don't like any of that old stuff. It's too slow and boring. That's what my kids say. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, but not, I can... not a good one. But the first one I saw in the theater, I had seen a few of the Bond movies prior to that. Sure, but, sure. Um, UHF saw in the theater. Oh, I missed that one. Uh, what else? The Abyss I saw in the theater. I missed that one. I didn't see that until like years later in rental. Like, loved that. It's really good. Huge fan. I haven't seen it in forever. I don't even remember most of it. <laughs> Just watch the director's cut. Okay. Whatever you do. All right. So, um, let's see. Did I out? see Rude Awakening in the theater? I don't, uh, mm. I can't remember if I did or not. Yeah. Um, Adventures of Milo and Otis. You saw that in the theater? Saw that in the theater. I saw that in rental. Like my friend had it or he may have owned it. And, uh, that was adorable. <laughs> yeah, it was. Fun. I think that was a big cable movie, like or HBO movie. Like, yeah, like because it wasn't a wide release. It wasn't that big of a release. Yeah, Milo noticed. But I saw it numerous times, and then now you hear horror stories about the making of it. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. No, I won't tell. I don't want to know. Uh, and that was actually it. That was the if you know that was the last uh, summer movie I saw was 
Wow. My low notice. And that was, you know, getting right towards the end of the summer anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on almost all those. I didn't see... I did, I, I did see... I'm confident I saw the Karate Kid Part 3, actually, in, uh, in theaters, which came out uh, in June. And... I think I saw Weekend at Bernie's. I, my older Ooh, brothers. good for you. Take me, I think my brothers took me to these things. Good for you. Yeah, those were fun. Uh, and then, did, I know, I actually saw Parenthood in the theater with my family. Oh, nice. And I did oh not understand what I was getting into. Like, Steve Martin. <laughs> and it's a fine movie. Like, it's good. But, like, a nine-year-old kid is not into this. Yeah. Like, there's no way. I was, and then... Uh, you I see did. Pink Cadillac in the theater? You talk about it all the time. I love Pink Cadillac. I saw that on HBO years later. Um, I may have seen Uncle Buck in the theater, but probably not. I'm trying to rem- like that's a that's a that's an iffy one, um, which came out in August. And then, uh, well, I noticed later I didn't see Lethal Weapon two. I wasn't really into the Lethal Weapons. Shame on you. Yeah, I, my, it's possible I saw it. Two is I, I love two's, two. Two's, two's good. Two's a solid movie. It's better than one. I think in a lot of ways it is. I love the ending, and I wish they went with the original ending. Oh, what was the original? Where, uh, spoiler alert, okay. uh, Riggs is killed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. That was, it was supposed to be the end of the franchise, and what you see in, in you know, the release was the alternate ending oh, that wow. the studio made them shoot. Oh, my God. Uh, but Riggs was supposed to die, and it was going to be this sad ending of him dying in Murtaugh's arms. Holy you cow. Know? That would have been cool. Did you it would have been great. Have you seen that ending? Is that out somewhere? Uh, I have not seen it. I've just i've I've seen the script of it, yeah. but I haven't actually seen the footage of it. Yeah, and they've talked about it. Richard Donner has talked about it. But. Yeah, uh, but w- like so for for a kid, I mean, so many great things: action, adventure, other yeah. kid adventures like Honey, They've Shrunk the Kids was really cool. You never see anything like that with the mini- like the gigantic you know set pieces and all. Yeah, that, and all realistic. You know, there's no real. There's no CGI to speak of. It's all blue screen and all that. So, it, and then, uh, um, so just a lot, a lot of a lethal weapon, of course, action, like just yeah, uh, Bond. It's like, and these are these are hits. These are all hits. Ghostbusters too, even though not a great movie. People wanted to see the Ghostbusters. You know? Yeah, that was huge. It was thriving so so hard on its cartoon show after, and of course. The movie was the, the original was such a, a favorite mm-hmm. on cable and, and otherwise and, and being purchased that of course you're going to see another Bur- Ghostbusters movie. Uh, yeah, well, well I'm the, surprised the, you didn't see No Holds Barred in the theater. I didn't see it in the theater. So are okay. you mad? What happened? You're, okay, what you're alluding to is that whether anyone knows or not, I'm a big wrestling fan. Yeah, well, there's nothing huge. There's no shame there. Uh, but at this time, so there's a little shame. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Oh, at cool. this time, yeah. uh, I was not watching it at all. One of the, the few periods of my life where I was not watching it. Were you in the in-between world? Yes. Or? And going into this next school year when I befriended uh, my friend Eamon, mm-hmm. totally got me back into it. So everything that happened after that is his fault. Oh, my God. I see. So I see. there you Good go. Good job, Eamon. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching WWF like weekly, and they would do... All these things with Zeus. Zeus. And he was unstoppable. Oh, yeah. Like, Hogan can't beat this guy. No. And then, wait, they're in a movie together? And they, they play different people, but they're, it's still the same kind of storyline? Yeah. Insane. Well, the, most of that year for Hulk Hogan was built around the storyline with Zeus. And it went from May to December. Really? They stretched that out. That He first appeared in May. Holy shit. To kind of like... 
give the fans like who is this guy he just showed up and knocked out hulk hogan and yeah. no one knew who he was they just started talking about the movie oh, and then God. they could start promoting it and then he would show up and then he would go away and uh, played by tiny lister jr he was terrible but <laughs> he couldn't he wasn't a wrestler like, right, right, right so they had to have the macho man do all the wrestling oh interesting. and then tag zeus in to like punch and then tag back out interesting so so uh Technique wise, he's not a good. He's no. not someone to watch. No, no. Well, they did play it up like he was just unstoppable, and he yeah. only needed to do two things, and he wins, and he can kill everyone. Yeah, to feed the Hogan machine in those yeah. days. So. The uh, the the lazy eye or the cross eye or whatever was a <laughs> nice hook to like to, to use. That's yeah. a great thing to lean on. But that movie, we're gonna look at that movie someday on this show. I find I saw that on rental or HBO probably because but I never saw and I I I kind I remember like thinking like it was really cool but like the the ring was an octagon I think oh, which it, was innovative like not only is it four sides it's eight sides yeah. oh my god like this is insane it's kind of one of those so bad it's good it must be right but that was all Vince and Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan that was their their project that after produce- Hogan lost the title like he he kind of stepped back from and that's why macho man was uh, champion yeah. so hogan could go and it was him and vince like wrote this thing and oh. you know they had another screenwriter who yeah. kind of polished it but um but like vince produced it oh yeah vince, vince was actively producing I it and okay their first uh first movie well it did okay it made 16 million dollars yeah i don't i wouldn't they say probably, it was a hit but it uh probably made a little bit of a profit yeah not much yeah Definitely check it out. The Dookie line just uh, on its own. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. Watch it again. You'll It'll come right back to you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and there's so many other movies we didn't even mention yet, but let's keep going. Well, there's, you know, the, the thing about the summer of 89 is that there's really something for everybody. Yeah. That's what was so remarkable, remarkable about it is that it, it, the scope of the films that were released was really incredible. It, it, yeah. You know, you had... You had Indiana Jones, you had Ghostbusters, you had your big Ghostbusters 2, you had your big, you know, representing your big studio blockbuster movies. Yeah. And then you've got a Sex Lies and Videotape, which is yeah. leading the way for this independent film revolution that's about to happen. And Miramax and the Weinsteins. Mm. Yep, I mentioned his name. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just facts. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, no, but I mean, that was, you know, that tidal wave. You know, that Tarantino Weinstein tidal mm. wave that was about to come. Sex, Lies, and Videotape is a big part of that uh, mm. that opened the door for that. Kind of launched, it, it started everything. Yeah, and so the Sundance Film Festival, those kind of, kind of all, they all kind of needed each other and came through at like the same time. And, yeah. and that's the rise of Steven Soderbergh, and who's put out so many great or at least interesting films yeah. over the years. Well, yeah, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, like, su- such a small, like, great, great film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, and it ended up making $25 million for, for for probably a, a very small budget. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. and But an intimate, fit, like, small film that blew up. And yeah. it's like, oh, wow, it's just like you can, you can really have something so artistic and different and still, like, yeah, you're, it's not you're not making a blockbuster, but that's not the point. You're like, you're trying to have like uh, the what do you call it? The um, oh, like the ooh, I'm dancing. I'm trying to. Think <laughs> that's of a words. good move you're doing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you've got some um, gravitas. Yeah, you've got some power. You've got some. Um, mm. Yeah, you've got you've got a lot of got, meat on the bone the, mm, on a yeah. smaller level. Yeah, 
these aren't these aren't BS kind of movies. Yeah. This is like we're making it. We're making a real film here. Yeah. But it's going to be accessible, and it's not, and it's going to have a, a, a good production value too. Yeah, and much and more with, personal, intimate story. Yeah. You know, with these uh, uh, just a few characters, and they're not. There's no guns. There's no explosions, and you know, it, it's a. It's if you're getting tired, which I think a lot of people were starting to get tired by 89 yeah. of these big blockbuster movies. Yeah. Um, especially as you're getting into the kind of the forced sequels or the franchises that are continuing. Yeah. Um, you know, people were, there was an audience that was looking for something different and sex lies and videotape proved that. Yeah. And definitely it was, that was a path that was going to explode over the next few years. Yeah. And I mean, it's like you want a breather from all the, the commercials uh, and it, even if you weren't that much of a movie goer, you know, you'd take a breather from all the action and kids movies and, and big blockbuster things. And it's like, well, here's something that's getting a big push too, and people are talking about it, and it's like, yeah, uh, you know, so it's another, it's another, it, like you said, it's something for everybody. Like, so if a movie like that comes out and ch- turns heads, yeah, you know, for someone who isn't going to line up and see Lethal Weapon two or Ghostbusters, yeah, or all that, and you know, and and some of these the bigger blockbuster movies, especially some of the sequels and franchise movies, mm-hmm. some of them worked really well and some didn't. Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of go down the list here. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I love. I mean, I think a lot of people love that movie. It's yeah. some people's favorite of the. Yeah. Let's just call it the trilogy. Yeah. Fair. We're gonna forget anything after that. That's fair. A little concerned about this fifth one that's gonna be heading our way there's, soon. There's no way that's actually being made. No, it's happening. Oh but, my god. Um, Last Crusade is is really fun. It doesn't have the kind of darkness that the fir- that Raiders did. Right. I think Raiders is still my favorite, but Last Crusade is so fun. Yeah, and, and it works like this. It's a good script and a good story. It's and, really solid all throughout. Yeah, yeah. Adding Sean Connery to the mix was just awesome. Good, good choice. Yeah, just what a what a night, what a brilliant idea. Like, and it it seems cheesy now. I, th- I think it's like replicated. Like, well, here's this guy, you know. Well, here's his father, and what a different <laughs> guy that is. And. I mean, Meet Indy. <laughs> yeah. He's an archaeologist. Meet and, Indy's dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's an archaeologist, too. But when wait, they wait, why, heads, why is this not a sitcom? <laughs> Indian dad. Just recut that with the Bosom Buddies <laughs> title sequence. But, but yeah, that's a, that's a top one for me. I, I I remember being in the theater yeah. and walking out that day. Yeah, I, very I, satisfied. Like, yeah, it, it, was, it, seemed like, it seemed like a perfect end, ending. Ending. To the whole thing, and it was. It was. It they was, they literally ride into the sunset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I, you can't top that. Yeah. So let's try to top it mm-hmm. and fail. Let's do it. Well, you know. <laughs> it's like Toy Story three, perfect ending. Well, and now we've more. got Toy Story four. Yeah. You're gonna go see it. You're gonna love it. Actually, I did see it this weekend. Oh my! We'll God. talk. We'll we'll talk what? later about secret that. screening. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek five. That's this is the <sighs> one where Spock. Performs the Vulcan neck maneuver, Vulcan neck pinch on a horse. Yes. Don't know if you remember that part. <laughs> a lot of uh, not a good one. No. Shatner directed. Shatner directed. A lot of behind the scenes problems. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off of their biggest success, Star Trek Four. Star Trek Four. And home. they took a three year break. Not three year break, but it was three years between mm-hmm. release uh, releases and. And, I, you know, I don't really know what happened with Five, but they cut the budget. Paramount cut the budget oh. quite a bit, especially on the effects. And that was oh. causing a lot of problems. And, and oh, that was just part of it. I, th- I don't think the story was 
fleshed out where it yeah. could have been. And it's a tough one. You know, a lot of people debate about whether Shatner was the right person to direct that movie, and it was just yeah. a counter to Nimoy having directed the previous two. And yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's not looking back on it. There are worse star trek related things than star trek 5 sure, yeah, yeah there's some good things in it too mm-hmm. but uh it was also the movie where you could really see their age and yeah you know trying to buy them doing these fight scenes and dodging explosions it was it was getting hard hard pill to swallow at that point yeah it was a little tough and back then i was not into the original series or the original series movies or anything like yeah. that and i mean i was watching next generation which was great which was like what this was it was a bit on the almost going into its third season yeah. i think in this summer um so i i like that and i'm like yeah. i don't want to watch the old guys like so i had no i hadn't i hadn't seen any of the original series movies for decades mm-hmm. until until decades later so uh, I just I had my Star Trek, kind of like how Last Crusade feels like my indie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, I mean it's like when you're a certain age and there's these things that come before. Like, yeah, of course, we're like Raiders was a thing, but it wasn't ours. Yeah, you know, in a sense. Yeah, I felt I felt like Temple of Doom was sort of that was that for a while because that was the first one that I like clued into. Really. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, as a kid, I seeing Temple of Doom over and over and yeah. over, and I had the videotapes, and then um, that, that that was probably closer to like my indie. Um, and I always thought it, I for a long time I always thought it was like it's so much better than Raiders, like it's so great because yeah. like, it just had all these action pieces, set pieces, yeah. and the bridge, the bridge thing, uh, and the the minecart, the minecart yeah. chase is one of the best things ever. Like yeah. it's. So excited. He looks good when he's got that machete up and he's in the middle of the bridge. I mean, oh, Harrison Ford he's, looks... He's got that yeah. tan. <laughs> we'll talk about that because there's a lot to talk about that movie. But, but yeah, um, yeah. What else? Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. That gets a, uh, I'm a, a huge Bill Murray fan. Sure. We talked about that in the Groundhog Day episode. But Bill Murray couldn't save this movie. No. And this was... And everyone admits this was forced by the studio. Yeah. They didn't really want to do this movie. Their hands were kind of tied. They got pushed into it. Yeah. The story is okay. Um, but it's a pretty it, good story. The execution's tough. Yeah. It was... And the, the characters didn't feel the same. No. Yeah. You know, the, the charm wasn't there. It has that. It has that feeling of like, hey, you know who we are, and we're just gonna like just kind of phone it in. Like yeah. we'll have. I mean, there's good moments, and there's fun. You know, Rick Moranis is really good in it, and I mean, everyone and everyone has a moment where they're like funny or whatever. But it's it it doesn't have that. The heart's miss, not there. It's, yeah, I guess it's just missing a little bit of the heart. It's sort of like, I know some people love Ghostbusters too. Like love it. They mm-hmm. think it's amazing. Maybe better than the first movie. Uh-huh. And I just want to punch them. Yeah, I kind of I kind of understand why you feel differently, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. I like Ghostbusters yeah. too. I would watch Ghostbusters too, but I don't. I don't. I haven't seen it in years. I mean, mm. Mm. you wouldn't watch it like if it was. I did. I have watched it, and I'm, now I'm done with it. How many times have you seen it? Uh, overall, yeah, probably four times. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably at like ten. Okay, well, <laughs> that's over thirty years. <laughs> that's enough. Uh, over thirty years. <laughs> You're not going to learn anything new. Um, <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That was the first of the what, a trilogy of movies, and then a I show. They, I think they did a trilogy. Yeah. I, if they did a show, I don't know. Yeah, probably one of Rick Moranis's. You know, better movies. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It, it, uh, it it's good. It was kind of groundbreaking technology and effects wise. Oh and yeah. Fun story. Good idea. Was that ILM? Matt Frewer's in it. Matt Frewer, of course. Yeah. The, the, 
the neighbor? Uh, he's the neighbor. He's yeah. the neighbor. Max the... Headroom himself. That's right. Uh, was that an ILM movie? I feel like with the big effects. I think like... I feel like it was, but yeah. I'd have to check on yeah. that. Uh, Batman, obviously, the beginning of that franchise, which went to hell pretty quickly. Okay. But this was... <laughs> and continues to this day to go to hell. Uh, the original Batman, huge movie. Yeah. Uh, this may have... This one might be the biggest impact of the entire summer, I feel like, because yeah. it had such a cultural... And it changed comic books. I mean, it mm-hmm. changed... Like, this is what led to Batman the Animated Series, which led to... Mm-hmm. You know, the darker look in the comics and and everything kind of turning that corner. Yeah. Um, And then eventually to the Nolan movies. Like, you wouldn't have had that without... Batman was kind of a joke up until this point because of the 60s show. Mm -hmm. And in the 80s, he was kind of more of a... If you read the Justice League comic books, he's kind of more of a comical... Is he really? Well, he he's not comedy, but a lot of the characters are, and he's yeah. kind of like the straight man. And but that's the joke is, uh, okay, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like he's a, he's like a babysitter to these weirdos who are in, uh, in the Justice League now. Yeah, well, it was like a two pronged attack from uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. and this movie, just sort of shifting everything. And I mean, it's it's funny, like you know, again with all the tie-ins, I'm sure there was like Batman at McDonald's. And, oh, absolutely, you know, yeah, and all that stuff. But then, like like I said, MTV, like Prince's Bat Dance was one of the hugest yeah. things. And of course, he did the soundtrack. But that music video is so weird. It had such a weird aesthetic. Totally matches up mm-hmm. with the the aesthetic of the film. Of like, this is just weird. This is familiar but weird. Yeah, I don't know. And and like and the, there's even riffs in the Bat Dance song. Mm-hmm. That they do the the Batman sixty seven yeah the uh, Batman theme song yeah. Bat da- like, yeah it's like so it was it was this crossover of these things you're familiar with yeah and uh, you know Prince was looked more like he was this cross between like Cesar Romero and uh, Jack yeah. Nicholson so it was just this weird uh, it's just so such a fun time and yeah you're right and I mean Batman was the number one movie of the summer and that entire year yeah uh, it made a ton of money. And it had a huge, you know, star power with it. It had Michael Keaton, peak of his career, Jack Nicholson, huge, you know, one of the biggest names in, in Hollywood at the time, and Kim Basinger, and Jack Palance. And you had a great, you know, supporting cast. So, yeah. you know, kind of firing on all cylinders for Tim Burton there. Hell yeah. Uh, we've got Karate Kid 3. Which I did not see till home video. Yeah, about a year later. I saw but. a bunch when it was accessible on home video and cable. I was never never a huge fan of it. I felt felt like like its time had come yeah. when I watched it. It was like all right, yeah, I'm I, done with it. I just remember like Karate Kid was always on TV. I watched a lot of TV. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like oh this this new one yeah I'm in and I, I'm yeah I'm confident I saw it in the theater yeah uh, and it it feels very different. It's very yeah. Strange. But he was up against. It was like him. It was uh, him against Daniel that martial was, arts guy. That martial well, arts, but like, <laughs> but like this guy's unstoppable. Yeah. Like you thought these the guys from the first movie were tough. Yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and Martin Covey's back in it. Oh yeah. 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 It's uh, it's kind of exciting, but you know, uh, karate. Yeah. Karate's cool. Well, karate was huge in the eighties. Oh my god. <laughs> you remember? Yes. Yeah. The Ninja Turtles did not help it. Help that. <laughs> <laughs> they helped that a lot. Well, check out Cobra Kai. Uh, great, great uh, return for the Karate Kid on, franchise on Red Tube. Red, red, Red Tube. <laughs> no, don't don't go to Red Tube. <laughs> no, it's YouTube Red. Okay, I think which they may have even changed since. I don't know. Oh, I don't boy. subscribe. 
uh, Weekend at Bernie's kicking off that. That's I don't know if you call it a franchise, but Andrew uh, McCarthy's Laugh Fest. Oh, John, saw that Jonathan Singleton, Singleton saw that movie on home video with my friend Eamon a few months later. You loved Lo- it. Loved you it. laughed and laughed. Loved it. It's funny. Hilarious. It's funny. Oh yeah, I like it. Terry Kaiser is killed it. Under credited. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say that. That's, d- that's a hell of a job. <laughs> I think that was like my first uh, acknowledgement of Terry Kaiser. So then seeing him act in other mm. things and he's alive, it took me a long time to separate because yeah. <laughs> he was Bernie to me. So I'm like, oh, this guy actually acts. Yeah. Like, I, just, I just thought he was some guy. And now I think he's in, he teaches an acting class and that's kind of it. Like he doesn't really act anymore. Needs- let's, let's, um, let's, let's get, in let's get, the, right, get let's on the phone and go. get Terry Kaiser back. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Lethal Weapon Two. We talked about that already. Yeah, Harry Met Sally came out that year. That's a franchise. That changed right everything. <laughs> Great Rob Reiner, you yeah. know, uh, romantic comedy. Billy yeah. Crystal, definitely at the height of his his uh, career. And Meg Ryan, what a sweetheart. Yeah, I'll have what she's having. Yeah, changed everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, they still do that to this day. They still reference I'll have what it. She's having. Yeah, it's almost like a Groucho line. Like you could almost picture him with a cigar. I'll oh have, yeah, I'll have what she's having. That's probably. I heard they did an alternate take. <laughs> so instead of the woman, it's actually a Groucho impersonator. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. Uh, License to Kill. Uh, God, this might be my second to least favorite Bond movie. Second to least. Second to last. It's literally. Yeah. What's There's the bo- one. What's the bottom of the barrel? Octopussy. And then this is right above that. Yeah. Of all the Bond movies, it, it's not. Really, I have no. I have no context. It, so. It's not really. A, it doesn't feel like a Bond movie. Like Timothy Dalton okay. isn't. It's just he's kind of not an the best movie. Bond. Yeah, it's an action movie. It takes him out of the Bondness of it all. Yeah, you know, they name. like get Q in there and he gets some gadgets and stuff, but yeah. it just doesn't feel like the other ones because he's rogue and mm-hmm. I don't know the story. It just just didn't. I, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Sure. This is, there's a reason they stopped after this movie. How long was it until the next Bond? Six years. Wow. Yeah, this was, and this part of it was, you know, the whole Timothy Dalton casting was because of Pierce Brosnan not being able to do it, and they always wanted him. Yeah. So they, you know, eventually had to wait till he was finally available, and then they hit the reset button and yeah. really relaunched it in '95 with Goldeneye. But right before this, what was the other two? Liv- Living Daylights Living was Dance. one before this, which also it's okay, but yeah. it didn't. You know, I think it did well financially, but you know, word on the street was uh, not that great for it. Where would you Where would you rate this against License to Drive? What do you like more? License to Drive for sure. Well, where would you rate this uh, against a view, to, a view to Kill? View to a Kill? A View to a Kill. Where you realized how old Roger Moore was <laughs> fighting on the, the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh-huh. Uh, like, do you, which one do you like more? Probably, yeah, View to a Kill. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, and then what do you think about this against, um, I don't know, Avengers Endgame? Oh, come on now. <laughs> that's not Come fair. on, that's not fair. That's not fair. All right. Marvel rules. Yeah, we we're such a Marvel it. show. I bring it up every episode. Uh, Friday the 13th, part eight. When did you finally see this movie? Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. Um, we're going to get there uh, in a few years when yeah. we get through all the Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, this is the one where he goes to New York. Saw it on home video with my friend Eamon. Uh-huh. As you can tell, we hung out and watched a lot Eamon of movies. sounds like a cool dude. He's a great guy. If he's friends with you, Big he must be Big fan of the cool. show. Yeah. Big fan of the show. Uh, 
this was the end of an era of uh, Jason and the Paramount Pictures franchise I version see. of the franchise. Um, so you kind of have one through eight are like one section, and then they eventually sold it to New Line, and uh, everything kind of changed and never recaptured its glory. Yeah, um, this was a great uh, what could have been story. I see of yeah, putting the, it. You know, Jason takes Manhattan with all the huge promotion for this movie. Mm-hmm. You're expecting like, you know, he's going to go to Manhattan and most of the movie is going to be there and he's going to hit all the landmarks. And that's yeah. how they promoted it. And uh, due to, again, more Paramount budget cuts, yeah. you only get about 20 minutes there. And most of it's on a boat getting to New York. It's so bananas. It's crazy. Oh, that's right. They, he took a boat from Crystal Lake to Manhattan. From, to yeah. Man- from, you know, there's a channel that <laughs> goes from Crystal Lake. All the way to New York. That's right. But kind of a, you know, a fun movie. There's great parts of it, especially if you're a fan of that franchise. So, Oh, Turner and Hooch came out this year as well. Yeah. Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. There's Tom t- Hanks. There's two dog cop movies. This is the, you know, this is the second dog cop movie of the year. Uh, what was the first one? K9 with Jim Belushi. Okay, yeah, not a summer movie, but yes. Yeah, no, but like of the year, like Yeah. But but weren't they both cops with the dog? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can you imagine there was competing w- cop dog projects? That's- now, they made K911. Oh. Well, did we get a Turner and Hooch sequel? Oh. No. Well, with K-19, the Widowmaker as well. <laughs> kind of a distant cousin. <laughs> yeah. It takes place in the same universe. <laughs> but this is, yeah, the rise of Tom Hanks still on the way up. You Everyone know, loves what Tom Hanks is yeah, doing. Yeah, successful. You know, I feel like his movies at this point were kind of building, and then he'd... He'd be doing Philadelphia within a couple of years. Yeah, right? Philadelphia was 93, and then Forrest Gump was 94. Oh, so. and then that's what... He became a superstar. Yeah. And, Gump. Well, he won back-to-back Oscars. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of... That yeah. was it. He's a true, true artiste. Yeah. Uh, the Abyss. Uh, Abyss. Another great James Cameron movie. It mm-hmm. didn't do as well as uh, I think everyone wanted it to, but a uh, great movie nonetheless. I've been meaning to watch it for years. Like, it's literally been dec- probably two decades. I, I think it. The Abyss holds up great. Yeah, and that was kind of the testing the water, if you will, for uh, Terminator Two. Terminator Two, the CGI effects, all yeah. of that. We were getting there. Yeah, we were on our way. And if uh, you love Michael Bean as much as I do, you'd love The Abyss. So I tell you every day how I feel about Michael Bean. Love Michael Bean. Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. The Dream Child. This I was my first beginning to end watching a, a Friday the 13th on, on like a run. Nightmare on Elm Street, you mean? Or, yeah, yeah, excuse me. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I'd seen bits of the other ones, but like I, I you know, not much of a horror fan. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's dumb. No, because I just, as a kid, didn't like horror films. But this one I remember watching with a friend, mm-hmm. front to back, and I was like, that was pretty good. And you know, I was like, all right, this is fine. <laughs> I don't really remember much about, uh, about it. But Nancy was back, right? Uh, no, she's way oh. gone by this point. Okay, Nancy was dead. This is So 3, 4, and 5 are, are also part of a trilogy. Okay. Yeah, kind of yeah. like uh, what happens in Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, was it 3, 4, and 5, I think? 4, 5, 6. 4, 5, 6. I'm sorry. Yeah. How dare Schooling I? Schooling you. Uh, <laughs> uh, not Looking back on it, like not one of their better movies yeah, but I'm, it was very you know freddie was so popular at this point he's, really he's all cheesy. over mtv and yeah. definitely like ramping up the comedy side of of freddie mm-hmm. i mean so the point you're you're really kind of in it for freddie and don't care as much about the teenagers that are uh, fighting yeah. him but yeah. a lot of effects you know big effects movie mm-hmm. um stephen hopkins i believe directed this one who also did predator 2 okay so back to back classics sure 
Uh, Eddie and the Cruisers too. But yeah, anyone remember this one? That was not on all the. Uh, that didn't get a big release. No. But it was. <laughs> Eddie and the Cruisers is a great movie. Yeah, I barely remember too. I would barely. Know, I don't know anything about it. I think it was one of those also like you couldn't get it on home video forever. Oh yeah. So maybe we should I guess go we to definitely uh, gotta go find it. Videotech. See if Videotech has going. it. Call your local Videotech. Yeah. Uh, and then that's kind of it as far as franchise movies go. Unless what one well, last why'd you one? bring up the abyss? Well, I was just saw it there. So. Well, that's why like I keep, I keep peppering in little things like Harry Met Sally, Kickboxer too. Another one. Yeah, uh, there is a few Kickboxer movies. So 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 yeah. Well, Kickboxer came out September eighth. Are mm-hmm. we say, would we say that this is the last of the summer movies? Yeah, this maybe it's sort of Labor the, Day. It's like a PS. It's an, a, it's an it's a, a an appendix to yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of like summer is like. Oh, by the way. By the way, here's just one last here's, little. Here's Kickboxer. Here's a, Enjoy. Go back know, to school. You've been having you've been having great uh, meals here, but here's a here's a, a real spicy turkey <laughs> for you. Just it's got some flavor to it. Memorial Day to Labor Day. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. But uh, but and of course we can't forget Uncle Buck came out this summer. No, in, yeah, in and August. I I missed Uncle Buck. I actually didn't see it. It was like one of the few John Hughes movies that yeah. I didn't see till way later on. Oh yeah yeah. I remember, yeah, I'm, I'm very confident I saw it, but it's possible I didn't. But then it was after Home Alone, and then going back to see Uncle Buck kind of like mm-hmm. since. So I don't remember the timeline if I actually yeah. saw it or saw it like after Home Alone, where Macaulay was such a. Because that was the. That's what made Macaulay. Macaulay was Uncle Buck. Uh, and then they gave him a, 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 a vehicle mm-hmm. with the Home Alone. Yeah, franchise. that led right to Home Alone. Yeah. So. Like, so uh, but I, it, I don't I don't think this was when I when I watch it now mm-hmm. I don't love Uncle Buck like I do Great Outdoors or sure. some of the other John Candy things. It's still it's still enjoyable. It's like there's less of a focus on John Candy. I think, yeah. than, that you'd want, but like it's not as but he's good. It's not as funny. Like uh, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's a little more flat, a little more straightforward, and not you know yeah. There's no big. Not that there's no big jokes, but it's it's leans less on those. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, and uh, you know some other films. Of course, we want to mention "Do the Right Thing" came out that summer. Yeah, this was this was a this was huge, huge. Spike Lee, you know, one of his. I don't know if I would say that's his his best film, mm-hmm. but it's certainly up there. Yeah, I mean, groundbreaking well, movie. It, yeah, it changed a lot. I mean, and I I saw this as a white kid. A year later, on rental with my older brothers, and not understanding anything about it, mm-hmm. and not not understand, and it was it was so jarring to see something that's basically mainstream, mm-hmm. um, but showing you a world like you had no idea yeah. exists, and it's like I think pro- as a kid I probably couldn't even process it, like what I was watching. This, uh, yeah, that, that racial tension between Italians and African Americans in Brooklyn, like. Just simmering and it's just boil like boiling yeah. uh, tension in that and, and they it's a hot movie everyone's sweating and yeah. the sun is so bright yeah. and, like the colors are so rich and it just everything just turns into and I'm like well, and probably as a kid I'm like well why are they like yelling at each why are they getting so mad about these things and having you know no context for it but of course I you know my brothers listened to rap music um, and you know Public Enemy was huge I mean. Fight the Power became a hit single after this mm-hmm. uh, for like a month following the movie coming out um, and put them on. I mean, they were they were already out. They were they were big, but like, yeah, it definitely helped but, the mainstream. Oh, then, sure. Especially on like MTV and all that. Yeah. 
but a huge movie and and really really cemented Spike Lee as a as a major filmmaker. He's a really ta- he's a real talent, and uh, you know what? If they were gonna give an Oscar to a Best Picture for you know a movie about race relations, I guess you can go with Green Book. Uh, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, uh, Black Klansman was a far better movie. Yeah, Black. Cl- yeah. Uh, People might totally say they don't agree. like Black Klansman. I think it's really good. I, think it's really I, enjoyable. I love the film. I thought he deserved if, it. If it got it, I would be very happy about yeah. it. Green Book sucks. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, but st- sticking with, you know, some we mentioned some big indie films between Sex, Lies, and Videotape and, uh, sure. and, and Weekend at Bernie's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but also so. Peter Weir's Dead Poets Society. Yeah. I think this is my favorite Robin Williams film. Dead Poets Society released June 2nd. Like, let's l- kicking off the summer after Indie. You know, Indie's out, already making that big blast. And mm-hmm. then it's like, well, yeah, where else are you going to put Dead Poets Society? I mean, that weekend you had Dead Poets Society, No Holds Barred, and Renegades. <laughs> so, uh, holy shit. What direction are you going in? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, no, I mean, I think that, yeah, this was my most accessible. Robin Williams movie, like even at a young age, just seeing the performance and what that what the what that whole film is about, mm-hmm. and then as you grow older and see it again, and you realize like what you've been watching, uh, it's it's so good, yeah, it's fantastic, yeah, really great film. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it for sure. A young, Josh very powerful, uh, powerful movie, very powerful. Uh, of course, you can't forget Parenthood. We mentioned that briefly, but Steve, one of Steve Martin's best films. And also Ron Howard directed Rick Moranis also in it. Yep. Two big summer. Oh my movies God, for Moranis. Rick Moranis! He's in two of them. And this was their first of two, no, second of three movies they did. Because they together. did My Blue Heaven as well. Well, they did Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Then this. Yes, then I then, believe My Blue Heaven. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Uh, but then you know, Young Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. We had. Uh, there's a lot of people in this. There's movie. a lot of. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. But it's spun. Diane Weist. Diane Weist. Yeah. Very good. Who we uh, we talked about a little bit in foot, the Footloose episode. That's right. Check that one out. That's one of my more favorite episodes from right. Year One. That's a favorite. Yeah, we Year One. Yeah, we're never going to reference the Year One episodes after this. <laughs> by the way, we're locking it up. It's going in the vault. Yeah. Um, uh, Young Einstein can't forget that. Yeah. The Yahoo Sirius. That 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 was all. That should have been right up my alley as a kid, and I I just, I just stayed away. I think so did everybody else. So. Oh, burn! <laughs> I remember the posters. Like, who the hell is Yahoo Sirius? Yeah, let's, I think let's I think, find him. I think they wanted to market like, here's this guy. Like, you you're gonna know. Like, he's got this weird name, and he's <laughs> yeah, he's Einstein, and it's it's wacky. Was it like a counter to Weird Al? Yeah, maybe you know that kind of that kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, Stallone, of course, put a, had a film you know that year. What did he, put uh, out? he had a couple, but what do you have? Lock up, lock up. Yeah, or he played a guy who couldn't get out of a lock. <laughs> he was place. he was locked up. He was locked up. Uh, He's like, of... I can't believe I got locked up <laughs> again. again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. Rude Awakening. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. I barely remember seeing that in the theater, but I did. Great Balls of Fire. Yep. With your Val Kilmer's. Is that right? No. no Dennis <laughs> Quaid. Dennis <laughs> Quaid. Very close though. Uh, Casualties of War. Okay. Sean Penn. Michael J. Fox. So Michael J. Fox had two very different films come out in '89. So like, yeah, all these films. So many things. Like what? So what? What became like the ones that you would watch over and over? Like. 
it was because for me it was the big ones. It was yeah. It was Batman. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. I did watch a lot. Like I said, ten, at least ten times. Lethal Weapon two. Yeah, the big the, those for me. It was definitely the big franchise blockbuster movies that yeah. I watched over and over. Do you think like any of these? I mean, because any of these we could possibly cover in the future. But like, did any of these change for you over time, or you're just like you've left it behind? Uh, I think. Did you sort of say that about uh, Ghostbusters two, two yeah. for sure? Yeah. Um, you know, License to Kill. I kind of. When I re- go through your Bond rewatches, I drag it along and I'll watch it, but you watch I don't, it I don't love half, it. You watch it at one and a half speed. Yeah. <laughs> like... I'll be uh, writing a term paper while I'm watching it or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I see, the thing, I've never seen UHF. I've seen probably 20 minutes of it. You should see my eyes right now. They're bulging out of my head. It's like... You've never seen UHF? Yeah. you got to watch that. I know. If you... you if you like Weird Al at love all, you. I love Weird Al. you got to see it. And we've been in a Weird Al renaissance for the last 25 years. <laughs> He's never not been awesome. Yeah. He's, I guess it's been well over 30 years. Yeah. Now. But uh, a very a very young Michael Richards in this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. John Ritter? No. Uh, <laughs> no John Ritter. No John yeah. Ritter. Darn it. Um, yeah, and a lot of some movies that I didn't uh, fall in love with till later. Like I didn't see Parenthood till later. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I love that movie. Yeah. I, I actually didn't watch it all the way through. I think I kind of watched it like my parents rented it in you know a couple years after, and I like half watched it but didn't really focus on it. Okay, I watched it like right after I had uh, our kids. Oh jeez, or my wife had our kids. Yeah, but you, we were, had, you were standing. I had by. something. To you do were next. It. You were standing by. Yeah, was, you had yeah, you had something to do with. I it. was in the room when it <laughs> happened. But, um, yeah, I didn't watch it till then, and it, and it had a much much different impact on me. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and that, that's the film that spawned two different NBC series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Two that's different the, versions. Two yeah. different versions. Um, do you ever see Wired? No, what is that? Wired is the story of John Belushi. Oh, Played yes. by Michael Chiklis Michael in Chiklis. this one. That's right. Is it bad? Not a good movie. Um, I love the book Wired, which gets into great, uh, you know, debatable details about his life and mm-hmm. uh i felt like it was a realistic portrayal of him of course i didn't know him but yeah um i can see why there was people who opposed what was said in that book mm-hmm. as not being accurate but I uh i definitely would recommend it as a read as a movie terrible um it opens with belushi waking up in the morgue oh jeez, and kind of going through his life as like like he's rewatching it. Oh, okay. Um no. 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 Okay. no. no yeah. Nope. That's a that's a weird way to frame. Glad it. Michael Chiklis uh, got his career going a few years later. <laughs> yeah. Uh what else came out? Um Little Monsters. Little Monsters. I I didn't first of all, I knew this from TV. Howie Mandel, Fred Savage, and it must have been after like Wonder Years really took off that they would play that a lot. Yeah, but this movie was only on 179 theaters yeah. for like a weekend. Like this was like a garbage film kids movie that just they they just put out for a minute. Yeah, and, but if, and not that I I have no idea. I remember seeing it a bunch on cable uh, or a few times or something. It was weird, but uh, and I don't th- I don't think there's like it's well re- like remembered. I don't think anyone no, cares. No, no, but I've definitely heard of Little Monsters. Yeah. I think people know this film. And it was part of the summer of 89, this legendary yeah. time, even for a weekend. And one other, you know, one other movie that uh, I, I kind of got into a lot later was uh, The Package with Gene Hackman. 
Oh, yeah. that's where you had to deliver that package. He had the package. <laughs> He's a mailman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to deliver it. <laughs> He's just got to get that. What the hell? Uh, but yeah, great year. But you know what's um, you know what's missing? Something's missing from this summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's one person who we, we rattled off the list of films and a lot of big names and stars. And, and uh, somebody decided, you know what? Hold off, you guys. I'm going to just let you guys fight it out over the summer. I'm going to put my movie out later this year yeah. with Tango and Cash. That's right. Of course, we're talking about our favorite person, Kurt, Mr. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, our guy. Yeah, that's right. He was not in the summer. Uh, he took the summer off. Took the summer off. Came out in October for Tango and Cash, yeah. I think it was. And then, of course, he was in a, an indi- like a small small feature, right? Uh, yeah, we call there? it a personal project, personal a personal project? film. Yeah. An indi- Winter People. Winter People. So that came out in April. See, there was ter- two Kurt Russell movies in 89, yeah. blowing audiences away. It, there was no room for him. The summer, no, he didn't have room for the summer. Well, the summer is like the, the sandwich, and he's the bread, and he's just <laughs> yeah. chomping it. And you, you know, know the bread is the best part of any sandwich. <laughs> we all know that. We all know that. A brioche bun. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Are you kidding? <laughs> but the the bun is where you put your spreads. You put your mayonnaise. Yeah. You put your mustards. You can't have your, a sandwich without the bread. You need your bread and so your you, spreads. Kurt's are, Kurt's our Kurt's our guy. Um, so yeah, but but wouldn't Tango and Cash basically fit in this summer perfectly? Oh my God, yes. Like yeah. it's obviously just like well, instead of Tango and Cash, we'll just do this other action movie. Yeah, we'll put we'll make sure Tango and Cash, you know rounds out the year at the end and of course you know you can listen to our we did an episode covering tango and cash you yeah. can check that out in the archives www.reconcinemation.com yeah get there uh so we talk in detail about that movie and and the problems it had behind the scenes and maybe why that got pushed yeah uh, out of the summer summer months yeah the delays the toughness yeah oh my god but it could have taken down everything Let's could, be honest. It would have been Batman, a, indie. Yeah, forget bye Batman, bye. Batman had no chance against Tango and yeah. Cash. Cash and Tango. Tango or you know Stallone would have just swept lock up right away. <laughs> Stallone would have said, uh, "Batman is a pussy." <laughs> and shot his gun. <laughs> you remember that hot line from Tango and Cash? Um, but yeah, all right. I mean, like we're just rattling movies off. I mean, so many great things. Um, so many things that activate in your mind when you think about them like you can instantly go back to 89 when you think of those hot Mm -hmm. those top movies for yourself yeah um but i mean think of all the ones you've seen the ones you've seen later uh the ones you remember so i'm gonna pose this question to you and i hinted at this before but now take all the films that came out in the summer of 89 you gotta pick one and the rest are destroyed forever Oh Which one God. are you gonna pick? You're gonna make me do that. You have to pick. You know, I'm leaning. What's your best? What's your favorite? Doesn't I mean. lean heavily towards Young Einstein. You do not. That is a lie. <laughs> but with a tear in my eye, I would have to say Indiana Jones. Ooh. I would. I'd have to. It's just. It's such a solid movie. Yeah. It is. It's fun. It's got great action. It's got comedy. It's. It's kind of hits everything. Yeah. It's. Uh, this is a this is a tough one. Uh, what about between you? Between me, it was it was between Batman and Indiana Jones. Yeah, Monster Crusade. I think you, that's gonna be the popular answer. Yeah, and uh, no, I think for me, Indiana Jones wins out. Yeah, uh, in the summer '89, 
How about this, though? Think of this. Summer of 89, right? A Batman movie and an Indiana Jones movie came out. Mm -hmm. Flash forward 19 years later, a Batman movie and an Indiana Jones movie came out in the summer. The Dark Knight and The Crystal Skull. Was that the same year? Yeah, I guess it was. Same year as Iron Man. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was a huge summer. And, uh, of course... Once again, Batman beat out Indiana Jones in the box office. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. And, of course, The Dark Knight made like $600 million. It it destroyed everything. Let's try it Um, again in a couple of years. uh, And and in my box office pool that was was inaugural kickoff where we draft movies and only one person gets to keep that movie on their team, I had to pick second. But if I had to pick first, I I was going to pick Indy. I had to take the Dark Knight. Oh. Ended up winning the pool. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Congrats. How about that little side information? Shout out to my friend Joe. Yeah. Who? Joe's a great guy. Joe is an unbelievable fellow who runs a great box office pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so we picked the same movie. I guess everything else is burning in hell. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Destroy them all. So then, so then that brings me back to the other question. Season one, reconsinimation. Mm-hmm. All the films we've covered. Not the episodes that we, sh- we recorded, but the films we covered. You get to pick one, and the rest go away. Which one are you going to take? National Lampoon's Vacation. Really? Whoa. It had to be a tough battle at the top three there. For oh, you. there's a lot. I mean, a lot yeah. of things went through my head in that like two <laughs> seconds. I mean, you're going to give up Alien. You're going to give up Die oh, Hard. Yeah, yeah. You're going to give up. I take that back. I'm going to say Alien. Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> you say Alien? All right. I'll say Alien. I would probably have to go with probably Die Hard. That's my. Yeah, I thought about Die. I thought about Die Hard. I thought about Predator, Young Guns, yeah. Escape from New York. We're leaving Jaws behind. We're leaving. Yeah, yeah, we're leaving Days and Confused behind. Yeah. <laughs> we're leaving my favorite, Footloose, behind. Groundhog Day, behind. yeah. Bill Murray, say goodbye. We had a lot of great, great films we looked at in yeah. year one. We had a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of we're talking about great movies in our year one. Great movies in 1989. That's their 30th birthday this whole summer. Yeah, um, let's celebrate. Let's it. celebrate it. Well, you figure. Uh, Indiana Jones came out on May 24th. Mm-hmm. This episode drops on June 25th. Yep. I mean, that's not a coincidence. I mean, that no, that is a coincidence. <laughs> and actually, they don't have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> but good try. But, so that isn't a coincidence. That's just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, our show dropped 30 years, one month, and one day later. Yeah. How about that? That's crazy. That's insane. And how many days in a month? 30. So we're talking 30, 30, and 1. Add that together. It's 61. A, it's a conspiracy. Insane. <laughs> I'm just like trying to get as many steps to connect them. And I can't do it. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. But uh, we're going to have a great see, uh, year two coming up. You can't promise that. I can promise it for sure. That's, we, that's, that's dangerous. We've got a great lineup coming up the rest of the summer. Some different films. Great we're going to try and... You know, our first first half of year one, we had a lot of blockbusters, a lot of big movies that mm-hmm. we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Our second half, we kind of moved into more smaller films that we're trying to bring back to the surface. Mm-hmm. Your at close ranges, your mm-hmm. footlooses, your your uh, your five easy pieces, yeah, your Harold and Mods. But yes. um, 
you know, we're gonna we're gonna do a mix of both. So Let's keep it up. Yeah, some are gonna be big movies that uh, have maybe been forgotten about, and some uh, we'll see. We'll we want to introduce or reintroduce you to the things you loved, things you forgot, and things you might fall in love with for the first time all over again. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have anything you want us to cover, don't forget you can tweet at us, you can Instagram us, you Send can us. Facebook us. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all over that social media. So. Oh, my God. Reconcinimation Podcast, Reconcinimation on Twitter. Get and, there. Yeah. Socials. Socials. Come on. Hashtag. Get there. Hashtag. Hashtag what? Hashtag Reconcinimation. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. So, thank you guys for uh, listening and joining us on this look back both at uh, our year one and the summer of 89. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank our, our dear friend Curtis Moore for the artwork this week. Put a little montage together there. Yeah, thank you so much for your original work, man. Yeah. It was really cool. And as always, we want to plug our friends E.K. E. Wimmer for, with his podcast, uh, Laser Graves. Always a fun mm-hmm. and sometimes very bizarre look at uh, some some crazy stuff from a lot of it from the 80s so yeah some obscure horror films and books even and, and it's a it's a great podcast books what are those yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's a book um, and check us out on uh, on iTunes. Let's uh, leave a review and a five star rating. Oh my God! And, please, yeah. begging you if you if you if you just have heard us say this week after week and you haven't done it yourself and you have an iTunes account, seriously, just do this the favor. Yeah. Just head over, get that password out, dig that out, get, sign in, get that reconsideration. Just hit that five star. Yeah. You can just say, I love this podcast, exclamation point. 20 to 30 seconds of your, of your day. Just helps us so, out. Gets, us, uh, gets yeah. us out there. It's not it's not because we, we want the praise. It just helps us uh, be recognized if enough people do that. Yeah. Anyway, but this has been fun. What a great year. Yeah. Great and year. Lo- looking forward to uh, year two. Let's do more of this. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, in fact, we're going to be back uh, sooner than you think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> They're on, yeah, I'm sure they're waiting on bated breath. Yeah. But yeah. But look out for more episodes coming soon. Yeah. And, we we uh, might be doing a, a battle with Master Control. Oh we'll see. Just keep away all the secrets. Yeah. Shh. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and we will see you uh, on our next regularly scheduled episode of Reconcinimation. Bye now. <laughs>